Good morning, everybody. Welcome to a special edition of A Vision for You. Today is Sunday, August 2nd, 2015. My name is Leah, and I'm your moderator this morning. The share ID for Friday, July 31st is 7883. That's 7883. This morning, A Vision for You presents Working with Others. Step 12 begins with these words, having had a spiritual awakening. This is stated not as a wish, but as a fact. Step 12 begins by promising you that if you apply the previous 11 steps in your life and use the kit of simple spiritual tools the big book provides, you will have a spiritual awakening, a personality change sufficient to bring about recovery. When you've had a spiritual awakening, what are you supposed to do with it? The big book answers this question in step 12, which says, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. What is the message that you are to bring to the compulsive overeater who still suffers? That you've had a spiritual awakening as a result of the 12 steps. This is the only real message that we have to offer to anybody. It is the central message of the big book. We can now sit down with another individual who has a problem similar to our own and convey an understanding and a message that no one else can. We can say to him or her, I've been there. I used to live that way too. Because of our experience, we can cross barriers of race, religion, and every other kind, and we can help and guide another in a very special and meaningful way. We, who are recovered, can carry a message of depth and weight. Joining us this morning is Marcella M., a recovered compulsive overeater from Massachusetts. Marcella is dedicated to living the 12-step way of life, which of course includes intensively working with others. Join me this morning in welcoming Marcella M. Good morning, Leah. Good morning. A vision for you. Um, my name is Marcella, and Marcella M. I'm a grateful recovered, compulsive reader, happy, joyous, and free in Boston. Um, my home group is a vision for you, and um, I have a sponsor who has a sponsor, and I have sponsees who are sponsoring other people. And I won't tell you my horror story because it's recorded already. Uh, suffice to say that as an adult, being a height of five feet four. I weighed 211 pounds and also 78 pounds anorexic, starving, my teeth falling and my hair falling. And um, I'm so grateful and I'm still getting used to the miracle that um, I haven't had a binge in four years and five months. And uh, my weight is completely normal. I'm five feet four steel although I didn't tell that I'll start shrinking because I'm 55 years old. Um, But I'm still 5 feet 4. 
and I weighed uh, 127 pounds. And I'm not hungry, thank you, God. I don't have any anxiety over what I'm going to eat next. I'm not afraid of mirrors or pictures. And and it's it's I'm free. It's it just it just happened. It is it is real. So in working with others, um, I thought that I would tell you how it used to be, what happened, and how it is like for me, um, working with others. Um, how it used to be. I joined away, or I thought I joined away in 1985, and we had a beautiful fellowship group. It was big and it was happy and it was festive and all of us did the same thing. It was three meals a day and nothing in between. And it was moderation. All groups of foods were allowed and and nobody did the steps and nobody had heard of the traditions. And, but we had a lot of fun. And and um, I lost a lot of weight. I lost like, I don't know, at that time I didn't have that much extra weight. So I think it was just like 40 pounds. And um, I remember distinctively the moment in which I lost that sober that abstinence. I uh, was having juice for breakfast, and I couldn't stop, and I just couldn't stop. And after the whole jar of juice came the pastries, and 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 I was horrified, but I just couldn't stop. So I kept trying and trying and trying to do the moderation thing for a while until I everybody gets fed up with me and I got fed up with everybody and we started fighting and and, and the, the president and owner of the group, because that's what happens to groups that don't know the traditions, fired me from the group and I vowed that I would never, ever, ever come back to OA ever again. And then my journey started, you know, in diet clubs and, and over-the-counter diet pills and and I was doing a little too many of those diet pills, so I decided that maybe if I mix them with alcohol, they would work better. So I started doing that. And then I got a little scared, and I tried shyly away again. And it was a different fellowship and a different way of doing things. And and I got a sponsor, and, and this is the thing. I didn't understand the meaning of with, uh, working with others. I wanted her to work for me. That's what I expected her to do. I thought that it was working for others. You do my recovery. You worry about You listen when I'm hysterical. You listen to me when I'm sad, depressed, dis- desperate. And, and you do it because you're my sponsor. And you're, you know, you're good, you're happy, and, and I'm not. So, so, so here's my misery, and here are my, my troubles, and, and you deal with me. So that started a long road of drama. Sponsors firing me, and I firing them, and, and a month of abstinence here. I never got a year ever again. And in all these years, you know, 1986 to 2011, there were years in which I didn't think of a way. I started doing the phone meetings very shyly, never speaking up, never participating, because... I'm too self-conscious about my English because English is not my first language. And and because also I didn't want to call too much attention on me because what if I wanted to eat tonight, right? So so I never I never spoke, I never did anything. In the meantime, more pills and more amphetamines and more alcohol 
until I almost died, like for real. And 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 then and then I I just got so scared, not about dying because I had a, a, a death wish by now, but what really scared me was to be alive in hell. That scared me. So I went to um, AA with um and please forgive me, my AA story and my OA story overlap a lot. Um, please deal with me. Um, so so I went to AA with a death wish and a very definite plan to kill myself because it was going to be my third attempt. Anyway, people in AA saved my life. And I knew, I knew that as soon as I put the, the red folk diet pills down, all the amphetamines down, and all the alcohol down, I knew I was going to start gaining weight. I just knew it. And and that's what happened. I started gaining the weight. And all the horror and all the despair of that, right? But I started studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. And even though I was still eating, in the back, back, back of my head, I had hope. And people in AA said, Play it. first just get sober, and then we'll deal with the weight. And I said, I don't know if these people are really know what they're talking about. But they did. They knew. Uh, how did they know? Because there are people in AA that have recovered from food addiction as well. So I hit a year and a half, and, and and then asking here and there, you know, people who have those two fellowships, they directed me to a vision for you. And, and you know, I was, I mean, I wanted to believe that you guys had a solution for food, and I wanted to believe that, that you knew how to translate the book from alcohol to food, but I had my reservation. So so I started dialing into a vision for you, but still not participating. And it took, I don't know, like a, some time. I mean, I started doing my thing, like abstaining from my alcoholic foods, but still not working the steps because I have worked the steps in AA anyway. So, so what else is there, right? So finally, I got a sponsor. It took me a while. It took me six attempts because schedules and not everybody understands my accent over the phone and and logistics, right? Well, finally, I got a sponsor who has been patient enough to deal with me and we started reading the book. So I made it very clear because, you know, arrogant and belligerent that I am, I made it very clear that I know the book because I studied in AA, that I have done all the steps and very, very thorough four steps and fifth steps. All I had was a little problem with my foot. Anyway, so this woman, God bless her, is so patient. She said, oh, that's wonderful that you know the big book because maybe you can teach me one thing or two. I mean, she's not only patient but humble. So we started reading the big book almost every night for like half an hour. And and we went through the book and, and she commented and I commented and we started getting to know each other a little bit and then when we got to the to page um the pages of um of the fourth step, she said, Well you know what to do, so um this is what you're going to do. You're going to write your fourth step according to the big book. But I don't want to hear anything, anything that you have told another sponsor. I don't want to hear repetition. Just give me the new and exciting resentments related to food. And and she gave me her blessing and, and off I go with my notebook and my big book. Wow, 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 wow. I had no idea that in all these years I had been blocked from the solid of the spirit because I was carrying resentments against OA. 
and against people who have had success in OA and people who have had failure in OA. Because being the type of person that I am, resentful, I mean, I can catch resentments like kids catch the flu, and just like just wake up and I, it's very likely that I'll catch a resentment. So, so I have been carrying those resentments against OA. In all these decades that I was trying um, to do away, one of the many things that I did was I went to a big, big, big group here in Boston. And it used to be very big. It used to be crowded. Um, and I went there, and and I didn't want to participate. And I I was I had fear and shame, and and I didn't want to deal with them. So I bought every single book and pamphlet on the table. And I said, good, pay for it, and I said, goodbye. I went to my home, and I started reading, 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 reading. And and <laughs> my 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 head was a, a, a jigsaw puzzle put together in the wrong place. And and I got even more resentment. Instead of getting abstinent, I even got more resentment. I got resentful against the founder of this group um, because she didn't do it right, obviously. And I got resentful against the very first people who started away um, because they were not humble, as I think they should have been humble. And I got resentful against AA because they didn't give Will Sam permission to adapt a big boat to the food addiction the way that she thought was fit. And and I got resentful against Irene, one of the first people in OA, because she took her carb allergy and, and, and she left the fellowship. So so I had judgment against her. And, and I had judgment against OA because OA as a whole has failed me. You see that? OA as a whole has failed me. And all the sponsors have failed me. Why? Because I very clearly expected them to work for me. I wanted OA to work for me. And I had no idea what it meant to work with others until I did my fifth step with my, my, my addiction for you sponsor um, who continues to be very patient and very caring and and so I read all my resentments and they said well 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 so so now let's see your part right how are you being selfish so seeking dishonest and fearful so what's the selfishness well let's let's figure out is there anything that the first OA people that um started this fellowship when I was born, the year that I was born, 1960, is there anything that they did right? And how can you emulate them? Well, that's a different question. I know how to answer what they did wrong, but I telling my sponsor what they did right was a completely different business. So there's tons of things that these people did right. First of all, they were on fire. They, the very first people that started this thing, in a way, not in AA, uh, they devoted hours and hours and hours, not only of daytime, but also sleep time and space in their homes to to try to build a fellowship. They didn't know what they were doing because they were not, um, because I don't know why, but, 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 but they tried and they tried and they reached tons of people and and they gave the structure, and they gave us a website, and they they gave us like the the network, and and where I can find a vision for you now, you know, and and then they gave us like the model, like this is how we this is how we do. They they included the four meetings in the website, and 
and now I can find a vision for you, and I can direct other people to a vision for you, and a vision for you can be found in a way. So that's something that they did right. So as for the people that share the same allergy as I do, because I'm violently allergic to carbs and starches and grains and sugars, what did they do right? Well, they said, they raised their hand and said, by the way, it seems that there is a group of us who have a very specific kind of allergy within the food, and, and it's working for us. So I know the answer what they did wrong. I didn't know the answer of what they did right. So, so in making a list of all the things that they did right, my good sponsor, she said, well, now this year you amends to away and as a whole and, and to all the sponsors that you, you know, used selfishly and from ignorance. Um, now you have to work with others. Learn how to work with others and make a vision for you easy accessible, like reachable, like people can find a vision for you and learn how to protect. How do I protect my beautiful, wonderful vision from you of for you from controversy and from 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 falling apart and from losing the fire? How do I protect a vision for you? How do I become a member, a member of a vision for you that knows how to carry the message so that we can keep growing and growing and growing not only in numbers, but also in strength and hope and optimism so that all of us, most of us, achieve a long-term content sobriety from food. Well, that's our homework. That is a hell of living immense. And that's when the beautiful magic happens. It is said, right, in, in working for others. Uh, when everything has, when everything else has, other activities have failed, when absolutely other activities have failed, um, there's still hope. I have my big book here, but I just have one hand. So, so you know what I'm talking about, working with others, the first paragraph. When everything else, other activities have failed. So what are the activities that have failed in my case? Well, I know how to do the, the 12 steps because I was educated in, in AA already. And I have I knew what it what it came after the fifth step, right? The sixth and the seventh. So now what is it going to work for me now? Working with others. With others, not for others, innovation for you. Passing 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 on the message of the big book of alcoholics and Okay, so overcoming my shame and my fear because that's my, my two big MOs that that um, emerge in my six and seven step. Overcoming my shame and my fear. So what's my fear? Nobody will understand me because English is not my first language. So what's, what's even the point? Why should I even try? Nobody understands my English. So that's my fear. And what's my shame? I have a thick accent and English is my second language and my English is very limited and stupid and it sounds funny. Nobody will believe that I'm recovered with this English. But overcome your shame and your fear. And humble yourself and explain to the people of a vision for you that I'm working when you are um, getting together live and that my only chance to um, become uh, an active member of a vision for you is to do service on Sundays and, again, overcome my shame and my fear and, 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 and try, at least try, at least try to carry the message. Um, I started sponsoring people in a vision for you. 
um, you know, making phone calls, returning phone calls. There was a Sunday in which um, I I was a little shaky by boredom. Boredom is a huge trigger for me. And my husband was working and the weather was bad and, and I was alone in my house. And so I went to the website and I went to the to the phone list and I prayed to God and I prayed to the God of my understanding, which is the same higher power that God deal and Bob Sower. And, and I said, please, God, send me to where I'm going to be a blessing. And then I copied 20 emails and and I sent an email a chain saying, you don't know me. I'm my telephone version for you and I'm recovered. And if I can be of service to you, I have six hours free with nothing to do but just listen to you. And 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 I prayed and I did that. So within like 20 minutes, I started getting emails back saying, oh, that's so kind. That vision for you is the best thing in the world. And uh, I have a sponsor and I'm busy, but good luck and thank you for chance. So I got like three of those. And then I got a phone call. And, and, and this woman, you know, she was, I don't even remember where she was from, but it was very hot where she lives. And we had a beautiful four-hour conversation, and we read the big book, and 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 we helped each other, and and it was awesome, and that was a lovely, lovely night, that start that ignited in me so much passion, and so much eagerness to work with others, that I said, Marcella M from A Vision for You, you have to work with others, so. So how do I do my amends to OA as a whole? How do I present from not hurting my beloved homework, which is a vision for you? Well, read the book of Alcoholics Anonymous for starters, right? What does he say about working with others? We just finished working with others' lives, and I strongly encourage you to listen to, you know, the days, the weeks that we it took us to study working with others because the wealth just when you know, when just when you think that you know the big book, somebody new in a vision for you starts sharing, and you say, whoa, 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 is that group? How come I didn't notice that before? It's just so beautiful. We'll never get bored. So all of that is recorded recently, so you can go to the archives of um, a vision for you and, and, and read those chapters, and they're absolutely wonderful. So... Um, there are, I'll just share a couple of paragraphs from uh, from the big book that have spoken to me in in working with others beside the the full chapter and the full chapter of working with others and um, that's um, the second story and the story part is Alcoholic Anonymous number three in in my book it starts on page one eighty two and it tells a story of um, Bill, who had been sober for two years, and Bob, who had been sober for 16 days. Imagine that, 16 days sober. And they go one day and they desperately look for another one, for the third. Um, Well, I don't know how generous and and divine-inspired these people were, but um, in their consciousness, there was awareness and the certainty that if they didn't look for another one, they were going to drink again. So they go to the hospital, and I had the privilege to go to the International Convention of AA, and um, the 35th million copy of uh, the big book was presented to a nun 
who uh, used to work with Sister Ignacia, who used to work with Dr. Bob in, in the hospital where the first ones um, got sober. And she just, it was, I learned so much about AA history and how the great lengths that these people went to admit this alcoholic number three, he was admitted, his diagnosis for admission was acute gastritis, not alcoholism because they wouldn't let him in with alcoholism. Acute gastritis. So he, that's how he found the bed in the hospital. Now, Sister Ignacia found, you know, um, that was working with Dr. Bob, found a way to get this person admitted, and he put him in a flower room, which was not like a private room, because Dr. Bob said, I need a private room to talk to this person to get him sober. So Dr. Bob was 16 days sober, and he was going to all these great lengths to try to find a third one. And, and Bill comes, and then Sister Ignacia tells um, the chief of the, the floor, he said, well, I don't want to um, alarm you, but you'd better keep, on, keep an eye on three people that are going to be today in the flower room. Please keep an eye on them because they might get crazy and be very disruptive. <laughs> Imagine that. So people in the hospital were suspicious of Dr. Bob, Bill, and the alcoholic number three because they were going to do this alternative treatment for alcoholism in that flower room. So, so if you read that chapter in Alcoholics, I did that story, Alcoholics Anonymous number three, you know, we get to page 185 when the wife of Alcoholics number three said this powerful line, I'm reading from 185 in the beginning of the first paragraph. She said, you are going to quit. Uh, granted, she was not part of Alcoholics Anonymous. She was the wife of a drunk. But we know we studied uh, the history of AA. Wives were approached with the same intensity as the addict themselves. So these are power, this is a very powerful statement. You are going to quit. Um, I borrow that line um, when, I, when I meet um, uh, candidates to um, abstinence. Uh, I just tell them, listen you are going to recover. I'm not saying I hope that you will recover. Um, if, you want it, you'll re- if you want it bad enough, you will recover. If you do what I tell you, you will recover. I just announce you are going to recover. And then followed by what? So um, alcoholics, alcoholic number three was approached by two people, not by one. Uh, I'm reading from the bottom of 185. It says, Bill said, well, first, first you listen to his story, right? Because when you meet a candidate, the candidate tells you, oh, 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 I'm suffering. I have tried everything. I, I try everything and nothing works. And I cannot stop eating and I cannot stop eating. Please help me, please help me. And then Bill said, well, now you've been talking for a good long time. Let me take, let me talk a minute or two. So after hearing some of my story, he turned around and said to Doc, that's Dr. Bob. I don't think he heard what I him, but but I did, and he said, "Well, I believe he's worth saving and working on." Can you imagine that, Doctor Bob and Bill saying, "This person is worth saving and working on." I think that this that this real person was the best salesman in the world because he was making recovery not only possible and attainable, but also exquisite. Um, sophisticated enough as for a candidate to want it. And then it said something. 
at uh, in page 186 at the bottom of that paragraph, it says, now, if you don't want it, we'll not take up your time, and we'll be going and looking for someone else. So there's that. We don't push sobriety until, and, on, on anybody. We say, I'm here for you, and this is work, and you're going to stop. And, and I think you're worth saving. You're worth saving. <laughs> that's the voice of the higher power. That's not my judgment or my evaluation. That's the voice of the higher power. Now, if you want it, I'm here for you. But if you don't want it, I'll find somebody else. So that's the attitude to approach a newcomer from this, from this um, story. And um, anyway, so I found that, I read that story, you'll find, there's so much in there. What I like the most about Alcoholic Anonymous number three is that he recovered immediately. I am a very impatient person. I want things quickly and, and, and now. So, so the fact that somebody recovered immediately, is, I just find it lovely, 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 and hopeful. And um, so that, that takes care of, of, of the story, Alcoholic Anonymous number three. Now, uh, in Dr. Bob's Nightmare, in page 181, Dr. Bob was like a, a real good sponsor. He sponsored 5,000 people, and he seen over 5,000 people in, in his only 15 years of, of sobriety. Why 15 years of sobriety nowadays? It's nothing. In the International Convention of, of AA, there were 100 people, 100 people and one woman, just like the people that, read, that wrote this book. There were 100 people and one woman with over 50 years of sobriety. Over 50 years of sobriety. So Dr. Bobby, his 15 years of sobriety, he writes on page 181 the reasons why he works with others. Number one is sense of duty. Number two, it is a pleasure. Number three, because in doing so, I'm paying my debt to the man who took the time to pass it on to me. And number four, because every time I do, it, I take out a little more insurance for myself against a possible sip. Okay, let me tell you the truth and nothing but the truth. Number one, I have a little difficulty with it because I'm not known for being very dutiful. I'm kind of entitled. I've been entitled most of my life until now. And so I'm faulty at that one. Number two, it is a pleasure. Give me that one. I love that one. Why? Because, believe it or not, I have found that sponsoring others and working with others, not necessarily sponsoring them, but just walking the walk with them, it's so much pleasure. No fools or food group in the whole entire world has brought me so much pleasure as the immense, endless pleasure of working with others. Number three, because in doing so, I'm paying my debt to the woman, in this case, who took time to pass it on me. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm, I don't feel like I have to pay her a debt because she's always making it very clear that I help her when, when she helped me. But, but, but she did. She helped me. She took the time. She took every single night time from her very busy life and, and, and sponsored me so that I could get this gift. And number four, I'm into, because every time I do, I take out a little more insurance for myself against a possible sleep, I'm in. And that is so true. Every, it's impossible to be hungry and sponsor another person at the same time. It's just impossible. If you're talking to somebody and you're sponsoring them and, and 
trying to carry the message of alcoholics and animals so that they can stop eating and binging. It's, not, it's either or. Either I'm hungry or either I'm sponsoring. Either, they don't, either I have obsessive food thoughts or I'm sponsoring somebody. They, they just don't coexist. I have found that. So I, in, in getting ready to make my amends to OA and to prevent a vision from you to fall, fall apart and to learn slowly how to be a, a good member of a vision for you, you know, the very first time that I did this, um, Leah introduced me as, she introduced me today like a, a committed worker, I think she said, or like a, how did she say, like a loyal servant, or like she's dedicated, she's dedicated to passing the message. And I felt like I always hear fear and shame. Well, not really. I mean, I sort of like sponsor some people, but I don't think that I'm fully dedicated. But I said it in my mind. One day, she'll say she's dedicated, and I'll say, yes, Leah. I'm dedicated. You can count on me because I'm dedicated. And the day has come. I'm dedicated. I'm dedicated. I, I, this is so much fun. This is so much pleasure. And this works so well. This is my recipe. Pray, meditate, study the big book, and just try to help others. I'm going to say uh, one more thing about um, try to work others. Um, I'm a big book junkie, not a big book thumper, but a big book junkie. I, there is the manuscript, the original manuscript. The 12 step was one of the corrections or the amends, if you want, that, that was done from the original manuscript. In the original manuscript, we read, having had a spiritual awakening, we carry this message. And the correction says, we try. Try being the, the key word. We try to carry the message. So... Now I know my big book, and 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 now I I am recovered, and I'm working my steps, and I have a few sponsees, and 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 I'm doing what I can. And then I went to a workshop, and a workshop, a big book workshop, and and I loved it. I loved it. It was so interesting. It was so fascinating. And at the end of the workshop, being the arrogant and belligerent person that I am, I went to the leader and I said, you know what? I have a few suggestions in which you can improve your workshop. And this person was so patient and so caring and so loving. And, and this person said, well, you know what? I have a better suggestion. You put together your own workshop. And you do it. And you do it. You do another workshop because we need workers in this field. Okay, so here's another, another um, suggestion. So I go to my AA group. They're so patient with me in AA in my home group. They, I, I, as I said, I share a little bit of alcohol and then I share a little bit of food and they, they don't get impatient or nothing. They know that I just have one body and, and 24 hours. So so my AA group is an AA slash OA group and nobody fosters everybody. I'm welcome and I'm, I'm a full member of AA. And um, so I ask for them because if, if there's somebody who has a lot of experience in workshops and and, 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 and how to carry the message effectively, That'll be some of the members in my group in AA. And they made some suggestions, and they say, well, all these corrections will help you. And, 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 and I put together a little workshop. And now I have done it in New Jersey with the help of some of my friends and in Texas and in the Cape. And now we're getting every two months to study the big book for five hours at a time. And, and, and I'm, I'm recovered there. I am, I am a member of that workshop. I'm a member. I can participate. I can help other people. 
Okay, so one of my very first ponzi's, I was so, we were working so beautifully, and then um, then life got into the way, and then he, he lost his right, and he relapsed. And I was, I, I usually very scared of people who relapse, because I don't think I have another relapse on me. I abuse my body so dreadfully that if I ever lose this, God, please don't let me ever get out on the edges. I think I will die very quickly. So I was reluctant to sponsor somebody who came from a horrific relapse because mainly because I'm afraid and and then because I don't know how to sponsor a relapser. So it's again, what else is new, right? Surprise, surprise, shame and fear. But 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 I try. I have to try. I'm committed. I want to be a dedicated worker in a vision for you. So I have to try at least, try. Um, because the higher power is the leader of our meetings. We were listening to the wives in that period. So I said, here we go. So I got this person on the phone and I gave him to wives with full force. And I'm not his wife, but I'm his, I used to be his sponsor. And I gave it to him. I said, well, if he doesn't get abstinent, at least he'll know how I felt. And to my, and I said, he'll just say, he'll just say, oh, stop it, Marcella. He'll roll his eyes and he'll find another sponsor, which will be good, right? Because all we want for him is another chance. To my endless surprise, he's obstinate now. So now I have a, one more trick in my little bag. Um, I welcome people with, to the wives from when they come back from a horrible relapse. And um, so this is the most dramatic thing that has happened to me, dramatic in the sense of incredible thing that has happened to me while trying to carry the message. So some of you know that um, English is not my first language. I speak Spanish. And um, and um, I was raised in a mix of Hebrew, Spanish, and English. So I have an accent in those three languages. <laughs> But but God is good to me because I managed to convey some messages in the at least in two and my hero is very faulty. But anyway, so so one day I get an email from this woman from Spain and she says, You have to help me. So it's an email in Spanish. You have to help me because I I understand a third of a vision for you if I go if I listen to the recordings. A third. I can understand a third. I'm studying English like math to get this message, but you have to help me because because I speak Spanish and I need the message now. So I email her back, right? And I say, yeah, yeah, whatever, you know, time difference and, and I will never see your face. And so back and forth, back and forth. And, and she says, help me. And I try to sponsor her through email. And then, and then we go on Skype and then we go on the phone. And the time difference is very difficult. And, and I said, she's going to get tired and, and she's going to find somebody local, right? I thought that was going to be the easiest thing for her to find somebody local. Well, it was not that easy. And she kept bugging me and bugging me and chasing me and chasing me. And one day, and I, I think it took like two months, I said, this woman is not going to stop until I help her for real. So we asked people who know about technology, and both of us downloaded an app which allows her to record and then me record back so that we don't have the the the, the, the time difference. And then um, we started reading line by line, word by word, with no rush. 
And then she said, I am going to add to this um, app two or three people that I know from my OA group in Spain who don't know the big book. So now there are like six people on the line. And and then a woman from Colombia found us. And now, long story short, there are like 30 people in that line now. And um, And all of them speak Spanish and all of them are counting on me to read the big book on, of Alcoholics Anonymous and to learn how to sponsor people in Spanish. And and some of them are um, getting better. So imagine that. Imagine that. So two nights ago, while I was thinking, I very much hope that I can say something that can help anybody in, in this meeting on a Sunday morning. Um, I get back home and I started listening to all the recordings from Spain, Colombia, Mexico, and, and who knows, who knows where, Venezuela, I lost, I lost that track. And, and I listen to these recordings and there's this woman, she says, she's sobbing, she's sobbing. And she says, Marcella, I believe in this. I believe that what you're telling is the truth. I believe that there are at least 350 people that get together they are going to get together in October in, in, in Virginia. And I believe that a lot of them are recovered. I believe that you're telling me the truth. And, and I'm going to read you the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. She was sobbing, sobbing. And she opened her big book in Spanish and she started reading Alcoholics Anonymous. And, and, and the first pages and the beginning with the preface. They don't have the whole thing because the preface is only preface for the edition in Spanish and for the third, the fourth edition in English. And she started reading, sobbing, sobbing, sobbing. And after nine minutes of doing that, she took a deep breath. And she said, Marcella, thank you for being there. I feel better already. So, and then she hung up. She, she closed it up. Now, you tell me, who's passing the message to whom in that interaction? I didn't even hear her life. I just listened to her. This is a brand newcomer who has put faith in others. And she's opening the book in Spanish for the first time. And she's just beginning to read it. And she feels better. And she thanks me. So do you see now how I didn't get it before in decades? How you see how I working, expecting somebody to work for me is not going to do the trick? And how you see now how just trying, just trying, as imperfect as I am, as limited as I am, as busy as I am, just trying is what is delivering me the absolutely silence and quietude and peace of being abstinent for the day of today, working with others. In trying to find um, resources for these women, I went to YouTube. And, and I been to listen to a lot, a lot of meetings. There are a lot of meetings in English and, and not not in Spanish. And and I you know, I I learned of the many different ways that uh God speaks to us. And I came across to I came across people who have the exact same allergy as I do. Um, carbs, starches, grains, sugar. And I've contacted some of them. And just when I thought that my life couldn't get any better, it's getting better. Um, I'm slowly learning how to weigh and measure three meals. And I just cannot begin to tell you what I thought was silence, the silence, the clarity, the hope, the certainty 
that God only wants my good will, not my not a doctorate degree, not my my multilingual abilities, not my length of sobriety, not my size for just my good will to try try to help another person. I hope I said something that inspired somebody to work with others and without others. Thank you so much, Marcella, for this inspirational and motivational presentation this morning where you shared your personal experience with working with others. Thank you so much for your time and energy this morning. Marcella M.'s contact information will be given at the conclusion of this recording, so stay tuned for that. Now we will transition to question answers, question answer period. If you have a question, you can press star 1 to unmute, identify yourself, direct your question to Marcella. Star one to unmute. Elizabeth, this is Miriam in New Jersey. I have a question. Okay, I hear Elizabeth S. I hear Miriam in New Jersey. Anybody else? Jody in California. I believe that's Mary Lee, although you're cutting out a little bit, Mary Lee. Okay, let's start with Elizabeth S. Please. Well, good morning, Vision, for you, and thank you, Marcella, for such an inspiring uh, presentation on working with others. Um, I'm fairly new to this process, and I'm just wondering, you mentioned um, a lot of sponsors firing you and their drama and stuff like that. I'm having um, trouble deciding when when to let someone go or when to um, move on, whatever you, you want to call it, or fire. I don't, I don't like using that word, but I kind of don't want to give up on anybody. And I, I, I just heard that you had so many that fired you or you fired them or whatever, and I'm just wondering about criteria for that. Thanks. Um, can you hear me there? Yes, Marcella. Okay. So, um, when to stop working with somebody? And well, this is what I've. Um, this is my experience. I start working with somebody, and and if it starts working with them, it's working for them, like it starts working, then I keep going. But if they keep relapsing and relapsing and relapsing, um, I very sincerely tell them, please try with another person. I'm not, that doesn't mean that you won't recover. It just means that I, I'm not skillful enough to translate the big book for you. So please try again with another person because how long do we want to prolong their agony, right? How long do, do we want to, it, I mean, we are spoiled. We have the problems of abundance. We, we have a vision for you. We have a phone list. We have tons of... Have you tried to participate in a vision for your life? You have to fight. <laughs> we have to fight to get our, our name heard. 
and, and to be able to participate live in the ritual for you. So that's what I would say, like think of it as not giving up on somebody, but as giving them another chance, a real chance. And that's what we remember, like where there are many recovered people, not just one. So I hope that that helps. Thanks, Elizabeth, for the question, Elizabeth S. Miriam, your turn. Please give us your initial of your last name, please. Miriam from New Jersey, your turn to ask a question. Uh, Can you hear me now? I can. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Sorry. Trouble uh, unmuting. Um, this is Miriam. Gratefully recovering the day, the time, and this program. Um, thank you for sharing. Um, so um, I've been um, abstinent in, in OA for um, for over 25 years and worked the steps to the big book, and I'm grateful for that. And in working the steps my most recent time, I came upon yet another addiction I needed to work with and threw myself into that. Um, and a resu- as a result of that, I've had to really focus on that program and not do as much service in this program. And I feel it affecting my food. I feel like the obsession coming back at times. And so I know, and I know that you said that you're in multiple programs. I wanted to ask, how do you balance your different programs and your, and especially your service in different programs? Oh, what an excellent question! Thank you so much. Um, luckily for everybody. There's only one big book. There are not. There's only one big book of Alcoholics Anonymous where the process of the 12 steps is beautifully described with no room for error, with precise instructions. So what has happened to me is that sometimes I'm in a vision for you and I hear the message of recovery from alcoholism. And when I go to AA meetings, I hear a vision for you. Why? Because I only go to big book meetings. That's how I do it. I only, if there's, if a, if a meeting is not based in the big book, I'll pass, not because they don't work. I mean, I'm glad that they're there for other people, but, but so that I just keep um, getting the same consistent message. So that's how I do it. I only go to big book meetings. Thank you. Thank you, Miriam. Mary Lee, your turn. Star one to unmute, Mary Lee. Hi, Leah. It wasn't Mary Lee, but I'd be more than happy to ask a quick question. Oh, sure. And so you are... I'm Mary Lee from okay. California, but it wasn't me that initially okay. um, well, came on. And well, thanks actually, for having a question. Go right ahead. I just um, wanted to, first of all, give thanks to Marcella. She's cleared up a lot of things for me. And what happens when someone that you've let go and then they want to come back and they're still... Well, I'm answering my own question. They're still not willing to do the work. Um, is there any suggestions you have? Um, I've never, I mean, people are, every single case is different. I don't think that there's a standard rule for 
anybody. Like, people, everybody's a different, unique case. And we're limited as much as goodwill as I have. I have a lot of limitations. I work a full-time job. Um, I go to college after work. Um, not everybody understands me on the phone. Um, and then there are people who won't um, work with somebody who doesn't share the exact same food plan. I mean, it's just, what can I tell you? It's, I would say, my suggestion would be go to God and pray and ask in your morning meditation and, and say the seven-step prayer. How can I be useful to you and my fellows? And, and just listen within, within, in your innermost self, right there where you, when you admitted that you were a compulsive overeater of the hopeless variety, right there the answer will come. Am I fit to help this person or am I just prolonging their agony? That'll be my suggestion. Thank you, Mary Lee, for your question. Who else has a question this morning? Star one to unmute. Hi, this is Mary Lou in Southern California. Mary Lou? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah, you're cutting. To me, you're cutting in and out, so it's difficult to uh, hear you properly. Can you hear me now? It's still cutting out. Okay. Yeah. So perhaps maybe get a different phone line or, you know, go elsewhere and, and come back. <laughs> okay. We'll and we'll, ca- we'll catch you then. Who else has a question? Dial back in, uh, Mary Lou, please. Try that. Anyone else with a question this morning? Tracy in Ottawa. Tracy, anyone else? Great opportunity to ask questions. I always get questions regarding sponsorship. This is your opportunity. This is Karen S. In Michigan, Karen S. Who else? This is Susie oh, yeah. in Maryland. Susie in Maryland. Okay. And did I hear another voice in there? Alita in Minnesota. Alita. Okay. Excellent. All right, Tracy, your turn. Tracy in Ottawa, star one to unmute. Tracy A. This is Tracy A. in Ottawa, Canada. Um, I had uh, two questions, actually. One is, um, how do you work with somebody in another program? And um, uh, how do you, or if they should be in another program, like they have an alcohol problem as well as a food problem, but they're not addressing it. And then um, my second question is, do you, when you first start working with somebody, do you have an expectations meeting, like what their expectations are and what your expectations are of them? Marcella, we don't hear you. Oh, my cheek um, muted the, the phone. I'm sorry. Can you hear me now? Yes. Go ahead. Okay. Marcella. So, so if there is, um, if there are meetings available for that addiction, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take on me the the responsibility or like 
I wouldn't feel safe um, leading somebody into sobriety if that other fellowship is available. So say if somebody's an alcoholic, they, they have to go to AA, I think. Having said that, I sponsor a drug addict, and I know nothing about illegal drugs. And I sponsor him in AA, and he got sober. So I don't know. God is in charge. I don't know how to answer that question. There's only one book, but but if there's a very obvious need for another fellowship, I think that it is our obligation to say there's another a whole fellowship for that. Why don't you address that problem? Now, I've heard in meetings that we have to address our addictions in the order that they're killing you. If what's killing you is food, food first. If um, if you're going to kill yourself over credit card debt, debtors anonymous debt first, or whatever is killing you first. And the second one, I forgot the second one. What was the second one? Tracy A., would you like to state your second question again, please? Oh, yeah. Um, for the expectations, like, do you have a meeting where you say, these are my expectations of a sponsee, and what are your expectations of a sponsor to see if you're going to match or not? I see. I see. Okay. So, um, okay, expectations. Other than what time are we meeting and what time are you calling me? I don't do that. Um, working with others is very, very clear. It has like line by line, it tells you exactly what to do. It tells you that you are supposed to find out everything that you can about your candidate, their background or their religious orientation and their comings and goings and their routine and everything, not only to establish some kind of rapport and trust, but also so that you can uh, put yourself in their shoes. That's that's what the big book says in working with others. So our very first meeting is like, I mean, for me, is like our schedules compatible? Can you call me, say, tonight at 9 o'clock at night? Can you do that? If she can do that, then we're in business, right? And okay. then after that, let's open the big book and let's see what the big book says. Yeah. That's how Thank I you. do it. Thank you very much. Thank you, Tracy A. Karen S., your turn. Star one to unmute. Can you hear me now? Yep. Go ahead. Sorry. Thank you, Marcella, so much. Um, I am just beginning to sponsor. I've been um, in, in recovery through this program and through the steps for about six months. Um, and the way that I was sponsored, um, I was asked to read a chapter and then write about that chapter with emphasis on how it affected me and, and what my um, responses and feelings were about each chapter. And we moved quite quickly through the steps. Um, I have an a new sponsee, the first one I've had ever. Um, our, our town and our meeting is very, very small, so um, there aren't very many people to do that. Um, and I'm a little bit confused about where to begin. Um, I, I, I've asked him to read chapters and then um, write about it. And there's a, there's 
some about how it's affecting him, but mostly he's kind of reciting back the chapter that I heard you say something about reading. This is a long question. Um, about reading line by line the big book. How do you recommend beginning with a sponsee for a new sponsor? Um, thank you for the question. I really appreciate the question because sometimes things are so obvious and it's easy to miss them. Um, I found more that I sponsor people. Okay, let me first tell you about numbers. God bless you for starting. And thank you so much for your service. Thank you for being willing to try to sponsor somebody else. And you'll find your way. Now, I'm going mm. to tell you your, my experience. I, I don't, I'm not telling you that this is going to be your experience, but I'm telling mine. I don't know how many people I have tried to sponsor. But, but sometimes in a weekend, I start reading the paper with three people, and I'm lucky if, I, if one of them gets to page 30. And and other people who get to page thirty, I'm lucky if if just a few, just a minimal, minimal, minimal few get to one sixty four with me. So not to discourage you or nothing, but but that's it has been my experience. You have to keep trying and trying and trying and trying. And and God will bless you with, with some people that will recover with you. Now, how do we relive my line? Just the way that we do it in a vision for you. That's how I do it. We uh-huh. get the big book and we read the cover, Alcoholics Anonymous, and then we open to the first page and we say this is the story of how of, this is the story. This this is the story of how many thousand of men and women have recovered from addiction and we comment about that line and what it means. We skip the content that we skip. I've never read that with anybody, but I bet that it will be fun to read it with somebody. And then we read the preface line by line, word by word, paragraph by Granted, there's, it's not the same thing somebody who has been in OA forever and ever or who has been listening to a vision for you for a long time. That's somebody who really literally is a brand newcomer. Mm-hmm. You, it's different. It's different. The rhythm is different. Another trick that I use constantly is that I tell my newcomers, go to the website of the vision for you and go to the Sunday recordings. And I have my favorites. I won't tell you which are my favorites because... Each one has their favorites, right? But I swear by certain people and their shares. And then we both refer to that share. And you can, I mean, instead of watching TV, I tell my newcomers, instead of watching TV one night or instead of watching a movie one night while you're doing your house cleaning or while you're doing your laundry, listen to these wonderful Sunday presentations and you, you will be flabbergasted. You will be surprised. Of the the wealth that is there, so so that's something that I use, you know, for the doctor's opinion, for everything is there. Chapter one, everything is there. How to how to, how it works. All the chapters are there. Every step is described there. So that I use that as reinforcement on top of reading it. So everybody takes. There's not such a thing as a as a recipe. How long does it take from from the cover to once before? Some people fly through it. And and some people take four months, maybe. So it's, it's everybody's different. Now, in the meantime, what is your benefit? If you're studying the big book with, say, four people, four people are constantly reading to you the big book. So I tell my sponsors to read it to me, so to avoid the possibility that they don't understand my English. So I tell them, you read it to me. You read this paragraph. You read it to me. And you explain it to me. 
I'm telling you, I'm becoming the laziest sponsor in the world because people know how to read the big book and how to explain it to themselves. They choose lines that speak to them, not to me. And I'm discovering the big book with every single person that reads the big book to me. And then if I have something to say, if you have questions, I have questions. Everybody takes a different rhythm. I've never sponsored two people the same. It's always different. It's always new. Thank you so much, Karen S., for the question. Sue B., your turn. Hi, this is Sue B. from Maryland. Sorry, I had to unmute. Um, my question is on helping a sponsor get abstinent. Um, you said, uh, Marcella, first, thank you so much for your share. I also have some hearing difficulties and uh, have had sponsors that have not been able to work with me because of my uh, hearing issues. And um, that's always sad for me. Uh, but I have some sponsors that. Um, cannot put down the food yet. And I'm wondering if I'm missing something. And uh, do you have them become abstinent before you start the reading? Or do you just start the reading? And how far do you go before abstinence uh, kicks in? Thank you so much. Thank you for, again, your willingness to do service and sponsor people. Um, I, as I said, I've never encountered two cases that are alike. I have people who have who started reading the book with two or three days of abstinence and then pick up when we're reading the doctor's opinion. And and in every single case, we've done something different. Um, sometimes we go back to the cover and start reading again. And um, sometimes I send them to a vision for you to listen to uh, recordings, especially on on entire abstinence and, and panel on on how to What's the meaning of entire abstinence? And and some people just, the people that recover are the people who relentlessly chase recovery. So people don't, like this woman from Spain, she doesn't stop. She is relentless. She just, I mean, whatever I say, she says, Marcella, you have to help me. You must help me. So. What can I tell you? The sponsor is the one who sets the rhythm and the tone. That has been my experience. If, if, if your sponsor has been blessed with the gift of desperation and the, and the dark, dark night of the soul that is describing your story, your work will be very, very easy. It's like in chasing to the in the wife, the, the, the chapter to the wife, the husband number four. That's the one who. Who, that's the one, the, the, the one that is completely broken, the one that is, like, desperate. That's the one who will recover the easiest because his heart is broken, so his brain is up to any suggestion. So, as, it, as we just read in, 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 in Alcoholic Anonymous number three, say thank you and look for another one. Not in a bad way, but in a hopeful way. Thank you very much, Sue B., for the question. Alita P., your turn. Hi, Leah. 
Hi, good morning, Marcella. This is Alita P. And thank you, Leia, so much. Thank you, Marcella, so much. I'm I was so excited to hear that you were gonna be speaking today. I had the great pleasure of having you work with me several years ago and and I have always remembered your enthusiasm and like you call it today, being on fire. And it is really contagious to hear you speak because you really are on fire. And um I love that so much. I want it to. And um my question has kind of been answered, but in the past, um I've had um, sponsees, and um, a couple of times, I I guess I probably was doing, I was, you made a distinction this morning of working with others instead of working for others, and maybe I was working for my sponsees too much or something, I don't know, but I, I just got depleted, and I just kind of ran out of fizz. <laughs> And so I'm wondering if you can speak on share on that a little bit. Thank you. Hi, Alita. Um, that's a very excellent question because we, um, if we are uh, neglecting our obligations or our own self-care in order to sponsor others, that's not recovery either. It says in the big book, um, I think it says in the family afterwards, that we have to watch out for that because as good addicts that we are, we tend to indulge in spiritual intoxication. It says right there, it's kind of it's kind of amusing. I say, oh, wh- what? Now I'm addicted to a vision for you? And I can spend seven hours listening to a vision for you nonstop? I'm telling you because that's what I've done. I'm an addict. So that's an excellent question. So um, I use the suggestions in, in, in Step 10 where it says um, on awakening, we, we, we contemplate our plans for the day. So I have a, a written plan every day. So in the morning I wake up and I, I say my prayers and then I make a written plan. And I know where my breakfast and my lunch and my dinner are. And I know where my meetings and my step work are. And then I know when I'm going to do laundry and be with my husband and feed the cats and clean the cat litter and go and attend to my job. And, and I know where I'm going to um, go food shopping and then I know where I'm going to um, show up for my sponsees. And um, so I have a written plan. And, and to me, it's not okay to not do the laundry because I'm sponsoring somebody else. It's not okay to call in sick and not show up to work because I'm sponsoring us. And it's certainly not okay to not sleep or be sleep deprived if, because if I'm not okay, then what can I offer, right? So as he says in the vision for you in page 164, it's obvious that you cannot give what you don't have. So, but if I show up, you know, I took a shower and I dressed, I get dressed and I have my breakfast, my afternoon breakfast inside of me and, 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 and my bills are paid and my house is in order and my inner house is in order, then maybe I could be of service to you. And then also, frankly, I set a limit of the time that I'm on the phone. Like uh, when my sponsors know that my, I have the, the attention span of a monkey. So beyond 20 minutes, I'm useless. So 15 minutes is okay. And beyond that, I just, I, I, I have a scattered brain. I, I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. So, so yeah, I set limits and, and I have a written plan in front of me. And in that way, you keep a balance. There is an old cross that some AA groups have 
and it's like a cross, like a like a like a sign of addition, cross kind of thing. And it says it has AA on the top, and then fa and then work. No, AA family work and pleasure. And they say they teach that we have to balance those two. So AA first, family second, work third, and then pleasure. And it's like a balance, right? Like a balance too. Because we're people. I mean, we're we we're limited. We're we get tired. We get sleepy. We get we need to take showers. We need to relax. Thank you, Alita P, for that question. Anyone else questions for Marcella this morning? Star one to unmute to identify yourself. Elise. Elise. Anyone else? Hi, Leah. Hi, Mary Lou. I, I appreciate your eagerness, but the sound quality just isn't good this morning. I'm so sorry. Oh, okay. Maybe you can um, text me your question, and I will I will give it. Okay, I will ask it. You text me your question if you'd like to do that. That's an option. Anyone else besides Elise this morning that has a question? Great opportunity to ask questions working with others. We all have questions about that. I can't hear who. Tracy A. Tracy A. Anyone else? I hear an echo. Anyone else other than Elise or Tracy A. at this point? Don't be shy. If you have a question, I bet it's on the minds of about a dozen others. This is Inabel L. Okay, Inabel. All right, let's thank you, Inabel. Let's start with Elise, please. Hi, good morning. Um, so my question is we have some static, but perhaps if you speak up, we can okay. hear you okay um i so I'm really new to um a vision for you. I went to an a meeting several weeks ago feeling pretty desperate about food. I've been in o a for about um seven eight years. Um, and I got um, into um, really consistent recovery from like um, quite severe under eating and over eating and bulimia. Um, and then I lost it about five years ago, and it's been a while coming back. So um, I feel, um, you know, so I haven't been purging for almost three years. The huge binges are uh, kind of stop eating um, and you know someone in OA you know I like sponsor some people in OA who ask me but coming into a vision for you you know because I was feeling desperate myself and without a sponsor in this program I don't I don't know if there's so much because <laughs> my question is like I don't know what to do <laughs> like sometimes I, I think you you know that 
um, yeah, I, I don't know if that's really a question. I guess it's about, like, how to get started in this program. Like, I've never worked this program because I've never worked this program. Um, but I don't have a sponsor in, like, regular OA or Vision for You at the moment. And it just feels a little bit like listening to the meetings and, like, wondering how to get started and wondering how to support myself better and work my program better so that I can sponsor better. Um, so that's my question. Um, Thank you, uh, Elise. Mar Marcella? If I heard correctly, she asked, she's asking, Elise is asking how to get started in a vision for you? That's what I gather, yes. Yeah. Uh, well, you, in, in case you haven't noticed, you're in already. You dial the phone and you're listening to the meeting and um, you'll do the same thing tomorrow morning at um, at 7 o'clock in the morning and you'll listen to the meeting and then you'll listen to the after meeting and then um, after the recorded meeting you'll say I'm Elise and I need a sponsor and, and you'll give us your phone name your phone number and people will call you and then you'll keep dialing every day every day and if you cannot dial live you'll listen to the recording and before you know it you'll be sitting in this chair telling how you recovered and, and passing it on to other people and sharing your unique strength and hope. And and then you'll learn the joy of passing it to others. But I'm telling you, you're in already. You are in already. You are with us. You're part of us already. Your name is Alice and you're a vision of your member. Welcome. Yes. Welcome to you, Elise. Thanks for the question. Stick around. You can offer your phone number after the recording. Tracy A., you had another question from Marcella this morning. Yeah, I wanted to know if you have a number of people starting at the same time, do you work with them together, or is it on a case-by-case -case basis, or do you always work one-on-one? -on -one? What an excellent question. What an excellent question. I just try to follow exactly what um, successful old-timers in AA have done. Um, as I mentioned, I went to the International AA Convention where they celebrated 80 years of uh, AA and a few years less of, um, of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. So there's this guy, he's, um, I forgot exactly, 67 years over, and he said that and his sponsor, which he totally adores and respects, respects, has only 60 years less of sobriety than he does, which makes sense, right? Because he's 67 years old. Who's going to sponsor him? Somebody younger. So um, very successful old-timers create webs, create like little networks. Um, some people call it 10-step bodies. Like people who are recovered, have worked the big book, are working with others, and and work in a little um, web of three to seven people. That's what I observe in all, all, all AA. And they get together and they socialize or they're texting constantly, especially among young people. They're texting constantly and they're WhatsApping constantly and they're um, doing that Instagram thing and and and... And they and they intermarry. Frankly, that's what they do too. 
and they build AA families, and and they're 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 tight. I have I belong to one of those like little team cliques, and I've tried to um, form them in a way. Uh, I'm still trying right now. I have a very strong triangle with two recovered compulsive overeaters, and and we do the workshop together, and and we sponsor other people, and and we go to OA intergroup things and things like that. And um, and we'll go to the convention, to the I mean, to our retreat, to our Vision for You retreat. So um, eventually we'll be four and then five and then six. But that's an excellent question. As to sponsor somebody for the first time, as I said, every single case is different. What's happening to me in Spanish in the in the app is sort of like that. There are like a lot of people, very very little experience. Only two people have read the big book and worked the steps in this chain. And and it's like two people sponsoring many. That's how it is like. But I think that God manifests himself. The higher power gives it to people in different ways. So my only suggestion is keep trying to carry the message. Keep trying. It's so easy to rest on the laurels and think, oh, success. Success and done and completed success. Because in a vision for you, we're like, I don't know, 7,000 people in the phone meeting and 400 people fighting and screaming for the chance to share in the live meeting. Well, no, because just think of how many people it takes to have one vision for you. It takes the whole entire country of the United States of America, parts of Canada, parts of Israel, and other and other countries to just have one little teeny vision for you. This is just the very beginning. There's so much work to do. So please keep trying to carry the message. Thanks, Tracy A., for the question. And our final question comes from Inabel. Star one to unmute, Inabel. Oh, can you hear me now? Yes, go ahead. Okay, I'm fairly new to uh, being a 12-step sponsor, going line by line through the big book, and um, I only work with four sponsees. Uh, and so I I have two sponsees who are very new to OA and a vision for you, and I've really had, I've chased them, frankly, calling them, you know, when are you going to call me tomorrow? When are you going to call me today? And that worked with one of them until they, she really became a regular caller and the other one just relapsed and dropped off. And I felt that I was really enabling them by calling them. These are people who have very irregular work schedules. Um, and um, so, you know, when do you call? How long do you pursue a sponsee saying, leaving messages, when are you going to call me tomorrow? Um, the other question is, one of my sponsees is the subject of severe domestic abuse, and we spend a fair amount of time each day 
uh, with her needing to just share with me her the problem she's having with her husband. Um, and I'm not a marital counselor. I keep telling her that, and I keep telling her what agencies to go to. But do you ever talk with your sponsees about their personal issues outside just reading through the 12 steps when they are deeply troubled about agonizing issues in their lives? Um, oh, what very good question. Thank you for your question. So the second part, I just, I'm just a witness. I'm just a witness to read the big book with people and go into the top steps. That, that's what I am. Um, I think it's dangerous to step out of our, 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 how do you say that in English? To step out of our experience. We're just compulsive overeaters helping another compulsive overeater to to walk the walk of the twelve steps of recovery and to have a spiritual awakening. I have the experience that when I'm troubled, sometimes I call my sponsor and two or three other people. And I sometimes I call these I text her actually. I don't even I never had a conversation with her, I just text her. And I say, Please, please tell me what to do and she always directs me to the pages eighty four, eighty seven. She says, well, ask God. Go to God and ask God. Ask God. So, so no, uh, when I went through the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous with my Addition for You sponsor, she didn't even know if I was married or not. She didn't know what was going on in my life. Um, she learned a little about me on my fourth step and my fifth step, but we're slowly getting to know each other because now we get together in, you know, in, in retreats and, and workshops and things like that. But but no, I just study the big book. As for the first part of your question, it's obvious that your heart is there and you have very, very good will. And my humble suggestion would be give your phone number and make yourself available as a sponsor until somebody starts chasing you so that you don't have to chase others. Um, I'm telling you, the more that people chase you, the better are their chances to recover. That doesn't mean that I try to match people with their intensity. If people forget to call me, I forget to call them. If people reschedule, I reschedule. If people, if people skip, um, skip a, a, you know, a phone call, I skip a phone call. But if people chase me to the end of the world, like this woman from Spain is chasing me now, I match her intensity. I show up for her because it's obvious that God is doing something remarkable to her. So so keep announcing yourself as a sponsor until you have three people chasing you and see what happens. I wish you good luck and thank you for doing service. Thank you, Inabel, for the question. Thank you to everyone who asked a question this morning. And, of course, thank you, Marcella, for your thorough presentation this morning. Thanks for your very helpful and generous spirit answering these questions and uh, your time and energy in your presentation. We thank you so much for working with others. And I'm going to close with the reading from page 164 in our big book. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. 
The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is a great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.